Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. You've entered into the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. I am your host, Chris Kiefer. And just in case you guys hate reading, which I would say at least 50% of you do, we are going to talk about the stuff that's up on KieferInkTesting.com, just in case you didn't know. But we are here today to talk about the 2018 Yamaha YZ450FX versus, little shootout here, versus the 2018 Honda CRF450RX. These two bikes are very popular in my world, and obviously they are in yours too, because I get a lot of questions about this on my social media feeds and in my emails and at the track. So we're going to do a little shootout here and kind of compare them and crown a winner, I guess we could say. I had my guy, off-road guy, Michael Allen, ride the crap out of these two bikes. Obviously, you guys know what I do. I ride the crap out of everything, so I've been on these as well. Going to kind of go over you what Michael's thoughts are and what my thoughts are and kind of give you some comparison on what each bike's about and what's better in certain areas. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we're here to talk about today. So stay tuned. But first, let's do some reads and sponsor these people because they sponsor us, right? Let's go buy some stuff from these guys. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Thank you to guys that go there and buy stuff from them. I appreciate it. It helps me out. Head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com forward slash Kiefer Tested. Look at that page. Buy some pay, buy some stuff from that page. That helps me. Um, don't forget to go buy some 2018.5 Fly Kinetic Mesh Gear. Your winner, your Daytona winner, Justin Brayton was wearing it. How badass was that watching Justin win? Man, I haven't been that excited about a winner in a long time. Stoked for that guy. Stoked for Fly Racing. He looked good doing it. Head over to flyracing.com. Check it out. Go buy some stuff over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. You listen to it. And you want it. And you got it. And don't forget over the guys that you need. I should, re, I should rephrase this. If you guys need some work done, let's just say you have an old bike, vintage bike. Go to Racetech.com. Check them out. They have stuff for your machine. I'm 99.9% sure they do. I walk through that whole place. They rebuild vintage bikes. They have so many parts in their inventory. It's crazy. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. I concur. Again, not only are these parts and services guaranteed, but they're made in the USA. Okay? 
So if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what what will, man. So like I always tell you guys out there, I don't put people on this show unless I believe in their stuff and I believe in race tech. So go check them out. Before we start here, I got a brand new sponsor that you're going to see a lot, a lot more of on my social feeds, and we're going to talk about this on my show. But you probably have seen them on the Rockstar Husqvarna team in moto. It's Skosh. That's pronounced Skosh, not Skoshe. But I'm sure you've seen them on the bikes. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. That's Skosh. Skosh.com. It's a cool company. They sent me some stuff a while ago to try. I liked them so much. I asked them try to, you know, I tried to say, "Hey, you guys want to be a part of the show? I really, I really want to get your stuff out there and kind of get people that work on dirt bikes in the garage that are outdoor type people like me and my family are. They got all kinds of cool products. So go check them out. Skosh.com. That's s c o s c h e dot com. Headphones, magic mounts. Waterproof uh, boom bottles. They got even got a speaker that goes in the pool. You can listen to music. Um, magnetic mounts for your phone that go on your bicycle, your car, toolbox. They got long iPhone charge cords. They got so much stuff over there. It's awesome. I want to have some product codes that I'm going to give out, give you guys a percentage off. We're going to do some giveaways. But, yeah, go check them out. Scosh.com. Good people. All right. Those are my reads. We're five minutes in, and you haven't listened to shit yet, right? You're probably yelling at me. But hey, I gotta pay these bills, and we gotta keep this sucker running because it's dirt bikes. You guys wanna know the information. I'm here to give it to you. So basically, these two machines are, for all intents and purposes, are closed course machines. They don't have spark arresters, they don't have hand guards. If you went onto my website and read the test, that's one of the gripes Michael Allen has. It's like, hey, I'm an off road guy. They don't come with, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to put handguards on this thing. So I don't know how many East Coast guys go to these bikes versus the moto version, but they do have some perks that I feel like are better for off-road. Obviously, 18-inch rear wheel, um, a larger capacity fuel tank. Um, the transmission gear is a little different on the Yamaha. So there are some things different. Um, suspension settings are different. So... Basically, you can go back to each of these podcasts and listen to each review of these bikes, but I wanted to stack these two up against each other to see what is better. Um, I get a lot of questions like, hey, I want to really buy an off-road kind of moto hybrid bike, and I don't know what to get, which is better. It's tough for me to say, but after about several weeks of riding these things back-to-back, not even this year, last year I rode them a lot too, um, my tester, Michael Allen, he wrote them. His stuff's up on my site, like I said. And I wanted just to break all this stuff down to you and kind of give you what machine is better and what type of condition. So out here in the West Coast, we have some tight trails. Nothing like what you guys have on the East Coast. Obviously, you guys have snotty trails with roots, slippery. It's just more low-speed stuff. So we're going to break this stuff down by category. We're going to start with engine. So engine. If you're looking for excitement, just pure, like, wow, fun feeling, you're going to get that from the Honda versus the Yamaha. The Yamaha is more of a chuggy, you can lug the Yamaha more than the Honda, but if you want more of a moto-y, powerful, you know, get out of a, a corner in a hurry, pop out, you know, just seat of the pants excitement, 
The Honda CRF 450RX has that. What the Yamaha does better, like I said, is lugability. So when you're really tight single track, again, this could go towards West Coast or East Coast, I feel like the motor is better on the Yamaha just for that. If you're in low first gear chugging around, it's not going to stall. Sometimes on the Honda, even Michael concurred with this, is it can flame out. So here's my suggestion for you guys out there. If you guys want to keep that excitement and you want to go with the Honda, but you don't want, yet you don't want it to flame out so much, go check out Steely or someone else that has a flywheel weight. Add a little bit of flywheel to this bike. I've tried one. And I think it has a. I think it was just a four ounce, so it wasn't even that much more than what's on there, and it made the bike so much better for lugability reasons. Even gave more. Um, I would say tractability, which is another testing term, out of corner. So I just got more connection to the rear wheel, and I just think Honda missed the mark when they did this flywheel. They should have built in a little bit heavier of a flywheel. So for you true off-road guys out there that you want some traction, you want some lugability, and you're in slow-speed stuff, that flywheel will help out a lot. And I think that when you put that on the Honda, it kind of evens everything out between the two on low-speed stuff. But as they come stock, Yamaha is better for lugability and chugability. For excitement, the Honda is better. Now, if we're dealing with West Coast faster-type trails and you guys are hauling ass down fire roads, a la Big Six or works racing, the Honda is going to pull longer and a little bit harder on top. It has a little bit more over-rev than the, the Yamaha. But again, the Yamaha is a smoother type of engine. Don't get me wrong, very fast, because I think Michael um, even said that he clocked his YZ450FX up just over 100. I got the, the CRF450RX up to 96, um, and that was at, it was pretty flat, a little bit of a downhill, but I mean, this thing goes plenty fast enough for you guys. So if you guys out there want to gear it for a little bit, you know, taller gearing for faster races, that's fine, but I would assume stock gearing is pretty good for most of the GP stuff out here. Um, now, when we're talking about engine you know power usefulness which bike is better for me i like the honda feeling better than the yamaha michael prefers the yamaha better because he can ride it a little bit smoother i like a little bit more excitement and granted i know i can get that flywheel weight and get the lugability better so for me i like that honda power better if you say, hey, Yamaha doesn't come with engine maps, you're right. Do the engine maps really work on the Honda? Well, if you want to, you know, they have a number one map is stock, obviously. Number two, they say, is their traction map. Number three is an aggressive map. I don't think there's enough difference there in either, either all, you know, all three maps. I don't think there's enough difference there to really feel it. If you put it in number two traction, I'm not getting lugability. I'm not getting traction. So, yeah, it's a little bit mellower, but it's not that much of a change where I'm like, hey, when I'm in some tight stuff, I'm going to use this map two all the time. It doesn't work. So get a flywheel weight. It'll change your life when it comes to this Honda, especially if you're a true off-road guy. If you're doing 60-40 moto to, you know, to off-road, I would say, you know, 
I would say I would say still put a flywheel weight on it. I just think you'll like it better overall. So both of these bikes are good in the engine category. I would say very close, but for me, I'm going to just tip my hat to the Honda just because of excitement feeling. I don't have that flame out issue as much as Michael, but again, he rides more off-road stuff than I do, and from what I can tell, most of these guys that are buying this bike are doing 50-50 to 60-40 moto to off-road, so um, especially in GPs. So I know these these uh, these guys love this bike for GPs, but both engines are really good. Um, if you guys are looking for a little bit more power out of the 450FX, you can go to an aftermarket muffler. FMF makes a good one for this. So does Yosh. Kind of spreads that power, gives you a little bit more top end. Um, Honda, of course, Yoshimura, FMF, they make good good mufflers for these bikes as well. Um, both of these engines. From what I can tell, and I know I'll get emails, oh, dude, my Yamaha blew up, or my Honda's rod, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've ridden these things almost 100 hours each from last year to this year, you know, combined. And these motors are very, very durable. Stick to petroleum-based oil if you're changing your oil. I do not run synthetic oil. I know I'm going to hear bitching about this as well. But... Every time I try to run synthetic oil in either of these bikes, the clutch life goes away. I get more slippage, it drags, I don't, um, I can't keep my clutch plates good for a longer period of time, so just change your oil a lot, put petroleum oil in. I use Maxima Premium 4 1040 oil. It's good oil. Uh, even my buddy Gary Sutherland, when he was doing an NHHA, and all the work stuff he ran maxima had no problem with it so i know it's good enough it's great oil just change your oil and filter constantly and you'll be fine stay away from synthetics as much as you can from my perspective just for life of clutch hey commercial time thanks for listening if you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie you're cold you want your chick to look cool Get some hats, shirts, hoodies. Be a moto fan. Be an off-road fan. Go check out ruttedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruttedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim 1 party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. 
But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12, get 10 for free. Hey, guys. Have you seen the Rockstar Husqvarna bikes? Chances are you have, but maybe you've missed one of the sponsors that are on the team. Skosh.com. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. You think it's Skoshy, but it's not. It's Skosh. And they have a bunch of cool electronic device products, mounts, headphones, waterproof boom bottles, magnetic mounts, 10-foot charger cords for your iPhone or your Droid or whatever the heck that you need, they got it. They've come on board. They've sent me some stuff in the past, and you guys know me here. I don't really accept any advertisers that I don't like. So I've used the product. I was so impressed. I asked them to be a part of the show. They are now. They even gave a product code. You guys looking to buy some stuff for your phone or you guys want some boom bottles, you want some headphones, they have make all kinds of stuff for the garage. So if you guys are out working in the garage, just go check them out at skosh.com. And if you guys want to order something, the code is SCOKT25. The SCOKT25. Get 25% off using that code. Trust me, it works. They're great. Me and Heather go out back. We have the boom bottle. We go in the pool, we hang out, it's waterproof, you can kick it around, super durable. One of my favorite products is this magic mount they have on the bicycle. You can put your iPhone on so you can look at your you know, heart rate or if you're listening to your music, whatever. They just have all different types of electronic gizmos and gadgets and cords. It's just a cool company. They're all moto enthusiasts. They love the Pulp Show. They love Supercross. They're giving back to our sport. So please go check them out at skosh.com. That's S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. Okay, now we're going to move on to something a little bit more complex and that really separates these bikes. And the next two categories are that. So suspension. You guys know this. Out of the two bikes... I'm, I'm stoked that they went to Spring Fork. Honda went to Spring Fork. Obviously, Yamaha's kept this fork for a long time. It's hard to beat a Yamaha suspension feel. Both of them are soft, okay? I'm 170 pounds. Michael's, I think, same, 175 pounds. I've had some test guys that are around 200 pounds. Um, I have a buddy that rides a CRF 450R, and he runs stock valving with just heavier spring on each end. So for your for you guys out there that are near 200 pounds and want a little bit of hold up on either of these bikes, try going up a spring right on each side. The stock valving is pretty good, so I don't know if you guys want to revalve and do that stuff, but that's the option you guys can do. Suspension in the Yamaha's plain plain simple better. Michael Allen same thing, he thought that was better. The overall feeling of comfort on the trail or even on the track the Yamaha trumps the Honda. The Honda is more based towards performance, a little bit more, it's a little bit stiffer feeling and slower moving than the Yamaha. So I would say what you guys hear me say sometimes has a little bit more of a dead feel, but just deflection in the fork from the Honda versus the Yamaha, I just don't like that harsh feeling in the front end 
which that ties in the chassis, which we'll get into next, than the Yamaha. So you will get some diving sensation on both of these bikes. I'll get a little bit more from the Yamaha. So when you chop the throttle on D-Cell, especially for you guys on the West Coast from these fire road races that you do, and I don't understand why West Coast promoters give you guys these fast roads. Tighten it up a little bit, guys. Jesus, man. Like, If I want to ride Baja, I'll just go to Baja. But anyway, it's another story for another time. When you chop the throttle, the Yamaha has a lot of pitching sensation. So again, spring rate will help that. I have tried to add some oil, which does help a little bit. Excuse me. It does help a little bit, but you will get some more harshness when you add some oil. So comparing suspension to suspension, Yamaha has that category on lock. I don't see anyone really beating them because I've been uh, riding other things lately, and I just don't see anyone in the future coming out with suspension settings or um, any kind of different suspension, period, to kind of beat this KYB SSS fork. It's just a really good combination. They try to, when they make these bikes, they try to give you a balance where you're going to get some comfort and not get, you know, a rigidity feel. So I feel like Yamaha kind of went to a softer setting. That's why you get some pitching sensation. Um, And they want to keep that comfort level high on square edge choppy stuff. Now, when we go to settings, you guys can run about 102 to 105 millimeters of sag on the Yamaha. And on the Honda, you want to run between 105 to 108 on the Honda. I even go to 110 sometimes on the Honda if you're riding something, again, big six, works races. Don't be scared to go to 110. It'll give you a little bit more stability, and you'll get a better overall traction, rear wheel traction feel when you go that low. Now, when you guys do go that low on the Honda, you might have to crank in your high-speed compression in a quarter to a half a turn to kind of give you that little bit of extra holdup if you guys are hitting some of those wide-open ski jumps, you know, because it'll kind of feel empty near the end of the stroke. So, But don't be afraid to run 110 on the Honda. That'll kind of help you get a little bit more straight-line stability. And then if you guys want to, on the Honda RX, you guys can go up a little bit on the fork. If you're running 110 millimeters of sag, you can go up 2 millimeters on your fork. If you guys are running 105 on the Honda, run a flush fork. Okay? Very important. Lower in the rear, raise your fork up a little bit. If you're up in the rear, you want to drop your fork a little bit. So the Yamaha, it's just easier to set up, guys. So there's not a lot to say about this Yamaha besides going up in spring rates. Run your sag between 102 to 105, okay, on this FX. You can crank in the fork compression in 2 to 3. I've done that, and that helps. I really don't notice a big, you know, loss in comfort when I do this, so it's an advantage. I do slow the rebound down in the fork as well. They just kind of slow that action and that pitching sensation down. So that also helps. And basically, I don't really mess with the shock. I slow it down one or two clicks. But the compression, the low-speed compression and the high-speed compression are pretty good the way they are. That's what makes the Yamaha better in this category. It's just easier to set up. I can hop on, go fast, and deal with a little bit of front-end pitching versus the 
the harshness feel I get from the Honda up front. So comparing each bike, again, Yamaha takes the cake in the suspension category. Easy to set up. Both of them are soft, but just plain and simple comfort-wise, the Yamaha is better. Now, chassis, again, complex. Lots of things going on here. Two different feels of frames. Obviously, you're getting a stiffer feel with the RX because the R and the RX share the same frame. It's basically a motocross version motorcycle with a few sprinkled part, off-road parts on it. You know, at least the Yamaha, going back to the engine, at least the Yamaha's transmission is different. I want to say, if you go to key ring testing, um, you can see the transmission's differences, but um, the spacing is different from the F to the FX. So they wanted more off-road feel on the FX, and that's what they did. On the R and the RX, the transmissions is the same. So nothing really different there. Okay, so the chassis. You want a planted feel? You want straight line stability? Yamaha is better, okay? You want a slice and dice carving up woods bike that feels a little bit lighter side to side? The Honda is better. Not much difference between the moto versions and the off-road versions. Similar feeling, okay? For you West Coast guys, I would say Yamaha is much better than the Honda on faster stuff. Why? Rigidity balance. Again, Honda is known for a stiffer type feeling frame. They've gotten better over the years, but as far as pure comfort when the track gets baked or you got some sand rollers or you got some square edge inside those sand rollers, the Yamaha, with its added weight, of course, and its better frame feel, is just more comfortable. Okay? Right when you get on, you'll feel it. When you ride these bikes back to back, when you spool up the engine, you know, that's what I mean by spool up, is you're revving up these engines. The Yamaha doesn't have as much vibration through the handlebars as the Honda. You feel more with the Honda through the harmonics, through the pegs, through the bars than the Yamaha. The Yamaha has more of a dead aluminum feel through the bars and... The Honda has a lively, slightly more vibration feeling through the pegs and the bars. Is it horrible? No. I'm just trying to split hairs for you guys so you guys can understand. Now, if you're a woods guy and you have that flywheel weight on the Honda, when I've tried this stuff in our tight woods areas, what you know, what I call tight woods, so I'm doing air quotes for you guys right here right now, first, second gear... 180s, tight switchbacks. The Honda is really good and it feels lighter, much lighter than the Yamaha. The Yamaha has more of a top heavy feel where the Honda CG feels lower and I can move it side to side better. So, depending on where you guys are riding is kind of what I'm trying to tell you here is what kind of bike you want to make a decision on. You want more of a straight line stability thing? Yamaha is your best bet. You want a, a quicker reacting side-to-side -side carving type of off-road bike? The Honda 450 RX is better that direction. Now, if you guys want to kind of soften that frame feeling on the Honda, 
You can go to my website. I just did a review on these engine hangers. So there's this guy, Chris Palm. He makes these engine hangers that will help you in the straight line stability department. Top hanger, they have a medium. Go to that. That helps. That kind of softens and deadens that harshness slash deflection that you get from this Honda. Also, you guys can do front engine mounts that he has, but I feel like just the top mounts do the most for the money that you're spending. Again, Yamaha. Don't got to do much to it. That's the thing. That's why I like this bike, because I can hop on it and go. That doesn't mean you can't do that on the Honda. It just takes some effort and work. And some of you guys out there like doing that shit. Like, you like tinkering, you like playing with your bike, you want to make it right for you, that's fine. If I'm buying a machine, if I'm spending $9,000, you know, which that's what the Honda is. The Honda is $92.49, the Yamaha is $89.99. You're spending damn near $10,000 on a dirt bike. I want to go ride that thing. I don't want to work on it so much. Yeah, I'm going to put some stuff on it, mess with it, maybe some suspension, but I don't want to try to find engine hangers. I don't want to take bolts out. I don't want to retorque pivot bolts and, you know... And the Honda, you got to do some of this stuff to make it really comfortable. And you can. It's just call me lazy or call me over it. I'd just rather go spend time with my family, wash my bike, change my filter, oil, and, and go ride the thing. So depending on what you guys want to do, how much work you want to put into it, the Honda can be good in West Coast fast stuff. It just takes some work. Um Unlike the Yamaha, where you got a little bit more weight and you got a little bit, little bit more of a planted feel, and that's the benefit of this bike, you're going to feel the weight, guys. The Yamaha is heavy. But, like I've said in other podcasts, with weight comes stability and a planted feel. Not to go off on a tangent about KTMs, because this is not a KTM shootout, because I didn't get a bike yet, so if you guys wonder, how can you know, put the XCF 450 in? KTM didn't give me one, so hopefully next year uh, we have a good rapport and we'll get more KTM bikes to test. But as of right now, I didn't have one to do that, so we're just doing a little Japanese comparison here. The KTM is light, but I don't get that much straight line stability from it. So Yamaha, you're you know you're coming in at. 262 pounds, that's a heavy some bitch. But you're also getting front end traction, you're getting good amounts of rear wheel traction, and I don't get this side-to-side pitching sensation as you do the Honda. I would say most of that is chassis feel, not weight, because you're only dealing with, what, five to six pounds more between the two. The Yamaha's a little bit more. So, don't be scared of weight if you're if you're living out here on the west coast and you're going fast you can be more critical about weight if you're doing tighter wood stuff and maybe you don't even want a 450 maybe you want to go to 250fx or maybe we'll see a crf 250rx here in the future i'm sure that's what honda's trying to work on because it just makes sense right so maybe that's what you guys are looking for but for you guys riding a 450 and you want a better chassis and straight line stability the yamaha wins that category and that's where I would rank that if I was just trying to tell you hey Kiefer or you guys are telling me hey Kiefer which bike is better than the chassis department to me Yamaha 
Now, reliability on both bikes, we touched on this. If you're going to go with the Honda, clutch time, okay? Judder spring life, no bueno. You can remove that judder spring and add a, a clutch fiber. That's that's decent. That's fine of you. You want to take the cheap route? Great. I do it. It works. It's fine. Hey, Kiefer, I've heard clutches are, are breaking. Yep, I've broken one back in 2017. Since then, I haven't broken one. So, yep, it happened. Yes, it can happen. Um, I've heard it happen to other guys. But as of right now, Michael Allen is pretty hard on bikes. I'm fairly hard on bikes. I haven't broken a clutch plate when I removed the judder spring on the Honda. If you want to remove all that, you know, and just take it off of the off the table, go get a Henson clutch. That's they don't pay me anything, but those are the guys that I believe in. Kiefer, what about a recluse? I understand that. I'm working on getting one. I've tried them in the past. Didn't like them as much as just getting a straight up billet Henson clutch basket. They work. They're bulletproof. I know they work, so that's why I'm recommending it. I'm not saying that a recluse doesn't work. I'm just saying I don't know enough about it lately to give you the proper feedback. So put a Henson clutch basket in your Honda. You're good to go. Again, Yamaha clutches, fine. Don't even mess with it. You just ride it. That's the cool thing about Yamaha is it's really, really reliable. I mean... Let me just let me break it down for you guys. Gary Sutherland is like an ogre. He is just bleh, he's a brute. He breaks shit. He goes through bikes. He he has his finesse level is not very high. He rides through shit. Flash back to 2017, National Hare and Hound Champion, YZ450 FX. Didn't have any problems with it. He he obviously had brake, rear brake pad problems because he's a brake dragger, but that bike was really good for him. If it's good enough for him, dude, it's good enough for a lot of you guys out there. Trust me, because he goes through shit. So, again, Yamaha, I'm going to have to give the nod to Yamaha for reliability and just for the simple fact that you don't have to do much to it and you can ride the crap out of it. Little knickknacks here comparing the things. Honda, you got to pull the clutch all the way into that grip to start it. You can remove um, that clutch dead switch, as I guess I want to call it. You can remove that if you go to a worst connection clutch perch. If you guys want a video on how to do that, email me at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will forge you the link on how to properly remove that little clutch dead switch so you don't have to do that. You just start it and go. The Yamaha will start without the clutch in if you're in neutral. If you're in gear, you have to pull the clutch in. I know some of you GP guys like to have the option where you hit the button in gear and it kind of rolls and starts at the same time. That can happen if you uh, send me the you know send me an email and I will send you the link on how to remove that from the Honda. There's a cool video that Jay Clark did that I have that kind of takes you step by step through the process of putting a works connection clutch perch on and removing that clutch, I guess you say clutch dead switch, whatever you want to call it. Um, so basically, Kiefer, what's the better bike? I'm going to give the nod to Yamaha, guys. Honda, great. I like that bike. Just takes more work to set up. I just feel the Honda is still more moto-oriented. 
and if we're working with a hybrid motorcycle, I still feel like if you guys here's here's the thing, uh, and I might be going around and around about this, but if you're buying one of these hybrid bikes, I feel like you're you're more geared towards off road. Because if you're riding moto, just go get an R or an F, okay? But it's your, if you're even thinking about you know buying one of these hybrid bikes, I still feel like you're 60, 40, 70, 30 off-road over moto. So why not gear this bike more towards off-road? Okay, it has a kickstand, like I said, blah, blah, blah. It has an 18-inch rear wheel. That's fine. But Honda needs to make their RX a little bit more off-road friendly. I hear we're going to have something new um, in the future for more of an off-road model, which hopefully we'll see in 2019. But let's make this RX a little bit more off-road friendly, a little bit more chassis compliancy would be nice, so you get a little bit more of a of a flexy feel. I mean, look at Ricky Brabeck back in the day riding the X. I mean, they've rode the the X model for years. Because it's just comfortable. It's like the old XR600, like couch. It's just cozy and plush and nice. And So when you kind of shorten things up in the frame and make it a little bit more racy and maybe a little bit lighter, you're going to get a stiffer feeling, and that's what the RX is. Again, it's not horrible, but for us out here on the West Coast, when you're trying to go fast, I just want more of a planted feel. If I lived on the East Coast in Pennsylvania or out in the woods or something, I would seriously consider an RX because it feels light in the tighter stuff, and it's built for that switchback slash lean in the corners and get in and out of tight trees better than the, the FX. The FX feels really, really heavy when you're in that tight stuff. Like I said, a lot of top heaviness on the Yamaha. But, again, you guys wanted a comparison. I'm giving it to you. You guys want a winner. I'm choosing the Yamaha. Michael Allen also chooses the Yamaha. Like I said, you can go to keyforinktesting.com and read all about that. If you guys want some more settings, feel free to email me or Michael um, at our email addresses. You can go to chris at keyforinktesting.com or you can go to michael at keyforinktesting.com. He can kind of help you with some direction as well. Of course, you guys know my door is always cracked for you guys if you guys need more information. If you guys want some of that uh, video action on how to remove the Honda clutch switch, um, you guys can email me as well. But basically, they have good tires, you know, they have larger capacity fuel tanks. They're both great bikes, but again, Yamaha takes the cake for me. So that about wraps it up for this comparison. You guys can stay tuned for more um, things about these bikes. We're going to do some living with stuff later on. We're going to add some parts to these things. We're going to try to make them a little bit better. Maybe do some revalves on the suspension. And, of course, Michael will be going racing on these things as well. He races uh, GPs and all these things. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue to put time on these, on these guys and uh, give you some more feedback on keyforinktesting.com. But please, going back to the, the sponsor list here, please go check them out. Go check out all these guys that helped me. Of course, you know, ScreenPrintingDone.com and, of course, RuttedRacing.com. All those guys over there helped me out a lot. Fly Racing, RockyMountainATVMC.com, Racetech, and, of course, the new one that just came on, Skosh.com. Cool shit from these guys. Um, you guys have phones. You guys need cords. 
I'm going to get you guys a product code. Save yourself some money. Support, support this podcast and get some stuff over at S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. Skosh.com. Check them out. Thanks for listening, guys. Actually, we might be doing another podcast this week on the KX450F suspension from Racetech. Still working with the triple air over here. Working hard for you guys, just in case you don't want to go to a a spring fork. So I'm trying to figure these suckers out. So it's taken me a bit, but nonetheless, I'm working it here for you guys and uh, getting the best settings. Also, you guys know I like to leave little tidbits here and there on these podcasts, even though maybe you're not even in the market for one of these bikes, but you get some other information as well. I'm working on an app, so... You guys out there that are at the track or in the woods or in the desert, maybe you need some settings. Maybe you need to know the torque specs. Maybe you want to know your sag setting or you just don't know where your low-speed compression should be. Kiefering Testing is making a little friendly app for you guys out there. I'm going to try to go back as far as 10 years in motorcycles. And this app is going to have bike settings, jetting settings, FI settings, suspension settings, torque settings, and all the things that encompass your motorcycle that maybe you don't have an owner's manual out there they're sitting in the desert. You need to know something. Well, open up the Kiefering testing app, click on your bike, click on which part of the bike you need some information on, and voila, you have all of your little Bible on your phone. So be on the lookout for that. That's been uh, going on in the works too, so I've been running like a mad dog, trying to get all these good settings for you guys. And Oh, and that's another thing that we'll have. We'll have some sand settings. We'll have some hard pack settings. We'll have stock settings. So there'll be some other recommended settings in there that I've experienced over the years of my life with these bikes, and we'll get you in the right direction. So this app will cost a little bit of money, but I think you guys will enjoy it. And, and let's say your buddy has another bike. You might even have the information to help your buddy out too when you're at the track so look for that thanks for guys for listening and again if you guys have any questions feel free to hit me up that's our motto here that's why we started this business is to help you guys out and to give you guys all the information that you need stay tuned for more gear stuff coming yeah you guys want to know some more gear stuff you guys wanted a little helmet shootout we're going to do that and uh 2019 gear should be coming around here pretty soon too so god help me all so ugh. all right guys check it later and uh thanks for putting up with my sick ass here on this podcast thanks